0: For the past three and a half years, friends have been telling me that I really should watch the new series Cobra Kai. They know I'm a huge fan and child of the 80s, and they also know I'm a lifelong fan of and even former practitioner of martial arts. So to them, it seemed like a match made in tv heaven. It might be surprising to some, but Karate Kid just wasn't my favorite 80s flick. In fact, I've only watched it once, but I finally decided to give Cobra Kai a go. I've only made it through the first season and a little bit of season two. But here's my super quick, minimal commentary take. 80s music, awesome. 80s flashbacks, awesome. Language, often lewd and crass, and occasionally downright cringeworthy. Martial arts choreography, very similar to the original Karate Kid movie, so take that however you want. Characters. Incredibly frustrating. In fact, the only character I like so far is the mom, Amanda LaRusso. Every other character reminds me of this quote that I'm sure you've heard. Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. In other words, foolish people, people who lack wisdom, often do or say things without thinking them through they get involved in situations that wiser persons would surely avoid, and they just generally don't seem to have the ability to seek clarity about anything. They're always reactionary, and they let their emotions run their lives like some sort of twisted dictator bent on chaos. I know, I know. Tell us how you feel, Wilbanks. Sorry. I'm sure it gets better. Maybe I'll find out. I haven't fully decided yet. But, It has made me wonder, how often do I fall into the same trap of leaping before I look, of rushing in, of making assumptions, of jumping to conclusions? And so I went into my library and dusted off another book that I haven't read in many, many years, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And I went straight to the chapter that, to the best of my recollection, addresses the issue. Habit 5. Seek First to Understand then to be understood. Covey opens the chapter with a great illustration. Essentially, he says, imagine going to an eye doctor and instead of him trying to understand the current state of your eyes, he just randomly hands you a pair of reading glasses, the same kind and the same strength that he himself uses. I mean, after all, they work for him. So shouldn't they work for you? Uh, Yeah, not so much. I'm going to need a new doctor, please. The reasoning is simple. You don't have much confidence in someone who doesn't diagnose before he or she prescribes. Covey says we all have this tendency to rush in. We often fail to take the time to diagnose, to really deeply understand the problem first. He even goes on to say that the single most important principle that he himself has learned in the field of interpersonal relations is this. Seek first to understand then to be understood. This principle, he says, is the key to effective interpersonal communication. In that chapter, Covey makes an interesting point and observation. He says, quote, Reading and writing are both forms of communication. So are speaking and listening. Communication is the most important skill in life. But consider this. You've spent years learning how to read and write, years of learning how to speak. But what about listening? What training or education have you had that enables you to listen so that you really deeply understand another human being from that individual's own frame of reference? End quote. That's an excellent question. And it's one that I briefly explored in The Art, the ART of Everyday Diplomacy, a mini-series back in episodes 19 through 21. But this thing that Covey is describing is really so much more. Seeking first to understand involves what Covey calls a, quote, very deep shift in paradigm. End quote. You see, we typically seek first to be understood. I mean, just think about it. Most of us do not listen with the intent to understand. We listen with the intent to reply. Sadly, we're either speaking or we're preparing to speak. When another person speaks, Covey says, we're usually listening at one of four levels. One we're just straight up ignoring them. Two, we're pretending to listen. Three, we're selectively listening to the parts that we like or care about. Or four, we're actively listening, which is what the A stands for in my art of everyday diplomacy. But Covey says there is a fifth level which he calls empathic listening. This is much more than active or reflective listening. This is intense listening. In order to really understand, to get inside another person's frame of reference and try to see the world the way he or she sees the world. And he makes a really interesting point about the true power of this type of listening. He says empathic listening is so powerful because it gives you accurate data to work with. You aren't relying on your own chaotic tendency to rush in or to jump to conclusions. The exact thing that every single character does habitually, repeatedly in Cobra Kai. And he uses a really powerful analogy to explain it that I don't remember reading when I first got this book. He says that if all the air were suddenly sucked out of the room that you're now in, you wouldn't care about anything else except getting air. Survival would be your only motivation. But as soon as you have air, it no longer motivates you. In fact, you don't even think about it consciously or subconsciously. And then Covey made a statement that's so foundational that I wanted to kick myself for not having thought about it, noticed it, or said it before myself. Quote, this is one of the greatest insights in the field of human motivation. Satisfied needs do not motivate. It's only the unsatisfied need that motivates. End quote. Wow. Just think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. Yes, we all have the same basic needs, but the only ones motivating us at any given moment are the ones we perceive to be unsatisfied or unmet in that moment. So Covey says, when we take the time to intensely listen with empathy to another person, we are, in essence, giving that person psychological air. Suddenly, their soul can breathe in a way that maybe they had not felt just a moment before. Now, instead of feeling like they're suffocating, they're relaxed. Going back to his opening illustration, Covey says, You wouldn't have any confidence in a doctor's prescription unless you had confidence in the diagnosis. There are hundreds of ways that that point could be painfully illustrated in today's social media-driven world. Name any problem facing our communities or world today. And you can easily illustrate how the diagnosis of that problem has been incoherent and politically motivated. And, to quote Covey again, if you don't have the confidence in the diagnosis, you won't have the confidence in the prescription, end quote. This principle is true in sales, it's true in engineering, it's true in teaching, you name it. It most likely applies to every single facet of life. So, how do we learn to do this quote, empathic listening, as he calls it. Well, he says there are four developmental stages. The first stage is what I had talked about earlier, active or reflective listening. That's just the beginning. The second stage is to rephrase the content, putting it in your own words instead of just reusing the speaker's words. The third stage is to try and zero in on the feeling that is empowering the speaker in that moment. The fourth stage is combining two and three, rephrasing the content and reflecting the feeling. That, he says, is how you give the listener psychological air. By doing this, you even help the speaker work through their own thoughts and feelings, which we're often grossly unaware of. Often when people are really given the chance to open up, they unravel their own problems and they come up with their own solutions in the process. And when they really do need additional perspective and help, they aren't afraid to ask you for it because you're the one who helped them to stop feeling so suffocated. By seeking first to understand, we can turn a transactional opportunity into a transformational opportunity. Oh, and Covey also addresses the need we all have to be understood. He compares it to the Greek philosophy of ethos, pathos, and logos. Ethos, he says, is your personal credibility. Pathos is the empathic side, the feeling. And logos is the logic, the reasoning part of the presentation. Most of us go straight to the logos, the logic. We try to convince others without first taking ethos and pathos into consideration. There's much more in this chapter than I can cover in a single episode. You probably have a copy of this book laying around your house too. I encourage you, dust it off and at least reread Habit 5. So the next time a problem or challenge comes up before you try to evaluate and prescribe before you try to present your own ideas try and commit this principle to mind say with me I will not rush in I will not jump to conclusions instead I will seek first to really and truly understand because a better mind always leads to a better life.